Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. We thank you for what you do. Lord, we say, let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your comfort. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for all that is you are doing. Father, we say, let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that your grace will be with us. We ask that your honor will be revealed in our lives. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's have our seat complete as well in the name of Jesus. I want to say um, thank you to everyone for your contribution, your time during the um, anniversary. And uh, may God honor every one of us in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to say happy birthday to, sorry, happy Father's Day to every Father's. Sorry, just a moment, please. Happy Father's Day to, to every, every father. Um, our women, can you greet our fathers on Father's Day? Both fathers and fathers.
So whatever I define as a man is what so you know I tell people that you know at times it's not you know it don't um, that was one thing that I felt that God laid in my heart some time ago. He says, see, the husband that your wife, your child will bring to you, you will be the one that will model it. Because when she, that is a definition of who a man is, and things like that, um, you know, God, God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, and that is what you want to do. That is where we want God to uh, place us to. You know, when I go to minister in places especially in Nigeria that I know that they know my dad, I I, I try not to see myself. I just go there and do what I have to do and go. And I remember there was a church I went to in Ujudu. I know the woman knows my family, but she doesn't know me as a person. So we were, so I went there to minister, and after I finished ministry, she said, ah, where did this boy come from? And said, so somebody, someone, I said, ah, I said, hey, he said, ah, yeah, she made it, he said, oh, what happened to my name? So it is not what I just say, you don't have to put the certificate and say, I am the son of this. No. When you finish, they should be able to say, okay, ah, it makes sense. You know, and that is where you are, every parent will be fulfilled, is that when you are not there, and somebody says, ah, somebody did this, says, ah, no, what, what else do you expect? You know, um, so, and I would like to, you know, that we, that we pray for every one of us later, but it's important that it's a, it's a responsibility to model before your children the person you want them to become. If it's a girl that God has given you, you are modeling the kind of husband she would bring. If it's a son, you are modeling the kind of father he would be in the future, because that is what he sees. I, I, I'm not saying that these things are not good when you sit down to tell your children, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. You know, I saw it, so there was no need for me to be told, do this, don't do this. You get what I'm trying to say, so you know, prayers working out in the middle of that prayer, I saw it. <laughs> you know, even when times were really, really, really tough, that we used to lap ourselves in the bus to go to church to go and walk, I saw it. You know, and, and those things matter a lot. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. So God, God, God bless all our fathers, and may God continually bless every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. May the God grant you wisdom and resources, the strength to to stand in your place as fathers, and those that God will also raise as fathers. God will find you so worthy to trust destinies in your hands. So shall it be. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. So just um, off the conversation we had last week, you know, as we go into the new year, just wanted us to talk about grace. I wanted us to talk about grace. Grace is quite a very general conversation. You know, we are, we are so used to it that at times we do not realize what we are saying or what we are what we are talking about. In fact, you see it in scriptures, Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Sorry, earlier, just to let you know, the Bible passage you were read was Hebrews chapter 4, not Hebrews chapter 14. Do apologize about that. Um, so, Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, the Bible says, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So when we finish service, we we share the grace. 
And the, the mind of the fathers is that there is something that you are taking out of this service that you are carrying. So that grace is not just, it wasn't just a, it was like, it was like as you are going, you are carrying something, which is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says the love of God, and it says the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. So when you when you share the benediction or things like that in, in the Orthodox churches or even in modern churches also, you will see that the grace is always important and they share it towards the head. And what I'm trying to say is that so grace is just when when you read two scriptures, if you are reading the tradition of ESV, you have grace grace um, referenced or spoken about uh, or mentioned 131 times across scriptures. But when we were born in the New Testament, you have it at 126 times in the New Testament. And you would see that in the New Testament, 86 times is when Paul really talked about it. So when you are going to look at grace as a whole, you probably see Paul going into more details around it. Around it. So grace is 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 more, you know, people would Paul would say, I can do all things. I can, I say, he said, I am who I am by the grace of God. So grace was not just to Paul, grace was not just omitted favor that God just, you know, it, that's an aspect of it. But to Paul, grace was an enablement. It was it was something that God gave to you to empower you in your journey. To empower you in your journey, so so you know, um, even in the early church, I know that this language has become so common. Somebody will say, "Ah, how are you going to do it? Don't worry, by the grace of God, I will do it." But at times, what people do not understand is that when you say, "By the grace of God, I will get it done," what you are actually actually saying is that that grace is an enablement to do what I will naturally not be able to do. But like most things, when we talk about it so often, it seems to lose its, 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 its sight, or it seems to lose the weight it ought to carry. So the Bible says that in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 to 16, it said, Therefore, since we have an high priest who has ascended into heaven, the, the, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to our faith. So he's saying that we have an high priest who has gone into heaven. He said, because, and you begin to, he said, he said, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. That means that at times your faith may be slipping away. He said, what you need to realize is that you are not alone. You have an high priest that is representing you in heaven. He says that he says he says we have an high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus the Son of God. Because of that, hold on to your faith, to the faith you profess. Hold firmly to it. He said the reason is that for we do not have an high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. So you do, we do not have an high priest who doesn't understand what you are going through. 
We don't have an high priest who is, the Bible says, but, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So what he's saying is that Jesus has gone through all that you are going through now. But the reason why he's more, he's more, um, he's more worthy is that he did not fall. So, what he's saying is that, see, we have an high priest, not the one that does not understand what you are going through. He said, the one who, who is not, who is, able, who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. With our weaknesses. He said, he said, let us, on that version we will say, therefore, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. What confidence? That, what is the confidence that we have an high priest who understands the position we are in? He said, Let us um, come boldly before the throne of grace with confidence that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. So that means what the Bible is saying here is that this type, this aspect of grace is what helps you in the time when you are weak, in the times when you need help. He said, he said, he said therefore, because of that, you need to approach the throne of grace. You need to approach the throne of grace so that we may we may, we may receive mercy and find grace in a time of our need. What we are trying, why are we talking about this? Because as we go through the year, the next 365 days, there will be a lot that will, that will come through, there will be a lot that will happen, but we need to get to a, we need to understand that the resources that is available to us because when challenges come when situations come what god deposits with people is grace so you have acts chapter 4 verse 29 to 33 the bible says now lord consider their threats their threats and enable your servant to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch forth your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders in the name of, of your servant. The Bible says after they had prayed, the whole place was shaken. And, and when you go on to verse 32, the Bible says all believers were with one mind and they, um, they, they and one mind claimed their um, did not claim their possession. Verse 33 said, with great power the apostles continued to testify of the Lord's resurrection, the grace of God was so powerfully at work in them. So, what the Bible is saying is that when you saw the apostles move ahead in the face of opposition, in the face of when things are difficult, it is grace that is at work in them. It is grace that is at work in them. But what the Bible is saying is that we need to approach the throne of grace. We need to come before the throne of grace. He now said that, he said, number one, he said, he said, first of all, ask for mercy. 
and you will find grace. You ask for mercy and you will find grace. God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, grace is not an excuse, and this is what we've shared. Grace is not an excuse to do. Grace is actually, that's why Paul was saying that you cannot continue in sin and say that grace will abound. Because grace is not, an, is not a cover for sin. It's actually the enablement to walk out of sin. It's actually the enablement to walk out of sin. So you see Paul talking about it. Paul will say that, but by the grace of God, 1 Corinthians 15, 10, by the grace of God, I am what I am. His grace is not without effect. No, I walk other than them all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which is in me. Paul later went on and Paul said, he said in, 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 in Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 to 9, he said, but he said to me, your grace, my joy, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast more gladly about my weakness, so that the so so that the power may power of Christ may rest on me. What is Paul talking about? Paul is saying, though I have limitations, he's saying that I I need to. I need because I know I am weak, I can rely on Christ. And he's saying that God, when God replied, he said, My grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness is when my grace lifts you up to make you stand. But one of the challenges we may face is that is that the, the fear of am I just going to leave? everything to God's grace like that. It seems like I'm not, I'm not in control of anything. But Paul was saying, what I'm, what I'm trying to say, lay emphasis on, is that as we go through the year, it's important that we realize the place of God's grace. And grace is an enablement it is already inside of you. But one thing you need, we need to get to understand is that we need to learn how to rest on it. How to rest on it. One of the things that, aside from calling on to God, approaching the throne of grace for, 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 um, for grace in a time of need, one other part is humility grants you access to God's grace. Humility grants you access to God's grace. See, one of the things that humility does is that it allows you not to take too serious yourself. Does that make sense? You are not too focused on yourself. You are not. You are not too concerned. I'm not, I'm not saying that you are not. But in fact, what is Christianity? Jesus said, "Carry your cross." What does that mean? You die to yourself. You die to yourself. 
The Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 6 to 7, the Bible says that God gives grace generously, as the scripture says. It says that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself before God and resist the devil and he will flee from Can I say something to us? No man is naturally humble. If you feel that you are humble enough without the help of God, you have not come to understand humility by scriptures. Just as at times people may talk about love, and when you look at the biblical way of love, what God calls love, you discover that at times what you call love is not. That is why they've done well to separate love, which is um, agape, filio, and things like that. Because so, what I'm trying to say is that humility, you know somebody was saying that somebody was lying down and said, mommy, I'm greeting you, but I'm standing up inside. See, humility, humility by God, okay, can I say something to you? If God says do this, and you say, mm, no, sir, I don't think I want to do this. Before God, it is pride. That's why the Bible says, humble yourself before God. Okay, let me give you another example. You need to understand that, see, as you get closer to God, you begin to see that at times some of the things that you call humility is actually pride before God. So God says, um, tell that person to pick up this thing. You know, well because I don't want to look, um, uh, can you let me go and pick it up. To that person, they will say, ah, that person is humble. To God, you are black. Does that make sense? So humility, as far as God is concerned, is deeper. I'm not saying that certain elements are not there that we'll be talking about, but it is deeper. Now, one thing I also want us to know is that you need to train. See, for every that's why the Bible calls something spiritual exercise. Have you heard before? The Bible says godly exercise. Uh, bodily exercise probably daily too, but uh, godly exercise probably much. So what is exercise? Exercise is you're stretching yourself. You are constantly doing it. Can you do exercise without knowing? No. So you cannot develop the fruit of the spirit without knowing. When you are going to develop love according to the definition of God, agape love, which is, if you don't, love, agape love is unconditional love. So there is no way I am going to grow in unconditional love without knowing. Ah, there will be days you will cry in your room. That God will say, pray for this person. 
And you'll be saying, Ah, God, not today. You say, No, pray for that person. And I don't know if I've been there before. You pray for that person in the name of Jesus. I bless this person. I bless this person. And you finish that God and say, eh, That's not what we are talking about. <laughs> pray, Papa. In fact, you begin to tell you now, when you begin to call that person's name. And as you're calling that name, it's as if that guy is going through your heart. And as you are praying, you are in tears. Because that person has hurt you in such a way that, ah, you are like God. Not today. I'm saying that God showed you a vision about somebody saying, no, God, no, no. Give that person grace. See, I'm ready. I am in a, I, I, what you I want to be in a good frame of mind to be able to deal with this thing. What I'm trying to say to you is that, and I'll show us scripturally, is that for every pattern of development of the fruit of the spirit, you would develop, it is training that brings them out. See, this aspect of God and God gives you resources. When you say, God, for me, let me soon, He will give you that resource. But that is not, that is not, in fact, for me, let me soon, it's not a prayer from scripture right That is why no matter how many years you pray, it never happens. Because it is not, it is, you expect a misu to just come. Hey, I say, oh, I am not this with you. I know it doesn't happen now. God will say, okay, I have had you. Let us now go to go and practicalize. Let me bring you to room where your soul will be tested. Will be tested. That is why certain prayers. You say, oh, Lua, we have, those prayers are good. We say it in, the, in our phone. But have you ever seen anybody? No, it doesn't happen now. You have to go to the place where God deals with people. Where if you will be under pressure, you should keep quiet. Maybe I've not been there. I've been in places where I, I have learned to not be offended and keep quiet. And God says, ah, this person, don't be offended, just keep quiet. And things like that, keep quiet. And one day, I think where God had to move me further, he said, what is this? I said, what? He said, I can hear your mind shouting. When I say be quiet, I'm not a human being that cannot hear you. I can hear how angry you are in your mind. So when I say be quiet, I am not saying be quiet and be saying, mm -hmm. no, it doesn't work that way. When you see smile, I say, oh, I love you. But in your mind, he said, have you forgotten the scripture that tells you that man will look after the heart eyes, or high God look after the heart. Says so, Bible, don't tell me you are quiet before me because you are not. I can hear you scream because your heart is a shadow. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But those things are good because it exercises your body. It says, see, your flesh needs to be taught. Just as you teach your flesh, see, this flesh that we have has what they call sensory um, sensory nerves or what they call it. 
that you can train it. Okay, drink coffee for a period of time, for nine o'clock every morning, and for two years, non-stop, and want to stop. You discover that five minutes to nine, you will not have a problem. Nine on the dots, the craving will start. Wow, you have trained your body towards it. So also in godliness, in the things of God, as we are moving closer, is that I have to train my body to become that. So God at times will bring apparatus of training. And at times it's not always easy. Apparatus of training, now, see when you first of all start gym, you discover that your muscle will be like, but after so many times, it becomes easier. Do you know what will, what will also happen if you now leave it and go out for a year and come back again? You will have to face the same pain all over again. So, the Bible, what I'm trying to the Bible says, so, what, one of the things that God requires as he keeps giving you grace is he wants you to continue in your journey of humility. Let's come on, please. Now, this is Bible talking about Jesus, how he displayed humility. The Bible says, being in the very nature of God, he did not consider, he did not consider, so did not consider equality with God something to, to use to his own advantage. Humility is not yet available when you don't have power or ability to do something. If you cannot change the situation, you have no choice. That doesn't mean you are humble. Push it in here. But when you have the ability to change something or to do something contrary to what God has said, and you keep quiet within that position, the Bible says that he did not use it to his own advantage. The Bible says, rather, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in the likeness of, 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 of uh, in, sorry, in human likeness. Please note that all of these things that you, that you see that Jesus did, he deliberately did it. Why am I saying? So that in your journey, as you continue in your journey of learning humility, it is something you do deliberately. It's not something that happens to you per adventure. It is something that you, you would know in that journey as you are progressing. Let's go please. Said, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient. Please, what does obedience mean? That means he's not doing it and complaining at the same time. Ah, if not for condition, I know what I, what I can do to you. But I'm learning obedience. That is failure now. If not for <laughs> church is a leveler. <laughs> I know what I can do. But because of God's grace, 
how we do it. The Bible says he became obedient even to the cross. What I'm trying to say to us is this. The journey of anything that you are dealing with, God is dealing with you about, it is something you deliberately do in that journey. Can I ask you now a question? In your journey of obedience, of humility, can you count your, the, the, do you know how that journey is progressing? In your journey of the fruit of the Spirit, how your fruit is growing, can you count the journey? How, what are the things that you can say that I am doing? See, one of the things that helped me in humility, in the journey in my in my own journey, I'm not there yet, is that I slept for my dad when we were, he had influence in Sweden, yet we were washing the gutter in the morning and the toilet. Those things have a way of doing something to you. That power means nothing. Does that make sense? So at times when you are clearing table and you are doing, you are actually, that's why I said your body needs to be trained. There are things you use, God is bringing your way that is saying, use this one to train yourself. Maybe you have been saying, God, I am breaking away from hunger. God said, yes, okay, let us give you weight to lift. In our throws, one weight to lift. Ah! God, sorry. This one. I need to, I need to, I need to sort this one out. God said, ah! It just failed. God will bring apparatus your way to begin to train your body. I tell people that, I was talking to a couple months. I said, as a couple, one of the ways that God will train your prophetic gift is in your marriage. Because by the time that person annoys you and God now shows you a dream about that person and you have to wake up in the middle of the night to pray. What is God doing? He's using that avenue to train you. Because so that by the time you now get to church, no matter how somebody has annoyed you, when you say a prayer, you will do it naturally. Because he has used the, the round home of your house to train. Some of us in the church, God has brought some of us together to train iron to sharpen iron. So that is a, there's a place he's taking you outside. But this is a safe environment to begin to deal with your character. Amen? Maybe you have a friend that has hurt you badly and you, are, you say, ah! And as you are, you are, you are, you are God shows you a vision. 
God said, I want you to pray three days fasting for this person. He's actually using that opportunity to train you. So that the days when somebody's life will be at stake, and that person has offended you. You can stand up in the middle of the night to pray. But there is no avenue for him. Most of us, we have, ah, we have graduated ourselves from dreaming. Ah, no, 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 no. Ah, me, I don't, me, I don't like, God knows that me, I don't like all this rubbish. God is saying, there is no place else to dream. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Humility. The Bible says Jesus, Jesus, the Bible detailed steps that Jesus took in that journey. The steps that Jesus took in that journey. I know a man of God who has who has access to jet and things like that. He would at times would take at times he would tell them, boys, let's go and take down in Nigeria. And they are getting money. He said, no, he said, this body needs to be trained. Can I ask you, what in your journey, how many parts of training have you been? Have you been? What is training you? Aside from saying, God, lift me up spiritually, develop this character in me. God, when God wants to develop a character, he takes you to a place where he needs to mold you. So Joseph was going, he had had a dream. God has seen the dream of becoming king. God said, I know. See, if Joseph did not learn that character through the pain that he went through, he would have destroyed Israel when he became the king. But he had learned forgiveness in that journey. So that by the time God brought him to the final destination and he saw his brothers, he did not say, go and stop all of them. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So the Bible, all I'm just saying here is that you can see that Jesus, there are practical steps that Jesus took. For some of us, maybe, I don't know, I'm just saying, some of us, maybe your own is just saying, you know, I have a car, I have, I have, a, this week, I'm just going to go on bus pass. It is training. You are learning to live without. You are denying your flesh something. Everything is not, you know, I'm not talking about fasting alone. You know, there's some, there something they call, I don't know if you had it, but they call it fasted life. That is more harder than the fasting that you're doing. I see the biblically. A fasted life. Whereby there are certain things you some of us like this, you can fast biblically for seven days non-stop. You cannot do a day without your phone. It's as if the world is going to end. Take time to not only fast food, fast your life. Say certain things. I say, this week I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this. You know, oh, this week, rather than me hitting um, in this restaurant I normally hit, I'll go around a place where. I see a bit of people who are just, you know, not to, I'll sit down there and eat and enjoy my life. I think what you're doing, you're training your body. Because the day is when God will bring you to certain places, you'll be able to stand. 
But one thing is important that we all like, I just wanted to just say, just like so you just move quickly away from that, is that training is not always easy. In fact, it's never easy. Jesus said, some Jesus said, if you bear fruits, what, 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 what did Bible say? He said, I will prune you that you may bear much fruit. How many of us want to bear much fruit? Amen. Have you seen where they prune something before? It is this thing that used to cut it. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So we saw Jesus as, as an example. All I'm just saying to us is that we have come, and the Bible says in, in, in John chapter 14, verse, um, the Bible says Jesus was full of grace and of truth. Let's go to verse 16, please. The Bible says, out of his fullness have we received grace in the place of grace already given. So what the Bible is saying is that at each time of your life, at times it seems like you are running, you are running, you are running out of grace. The Bible says, no, God gives grace again in that journey. A man that the Bible talks about that has that had full, that was full of grace also was Stephen. In Acts chapter 6, verse 8, the Bible says, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power. And performed great wonders, signs, and, 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 and signs among men. I can tell you one thing. When you see Stephen as a person, just quickly, is that one, Stephen was a humble man. A man that practiced humility. How do I know? This man, the Bible says he was full of grace and power, performed great signs and wonders among the people. Please, do you know Stephen's job? When Stephen was in church, huh? he was serving food. How can somebody have so much power, so much grace, doing miracles? Ah! What did he say? As you come and clean? No, 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 no. In our level, as we are now. If it's your lower row, a lower day. I walk Last year, mama. We thank God for what God has done in our midst and what God continually do. There are some people that are going, ah, how much do you know, Have you seen? How much do you know, How much do you know, <laughs> when you meet senior, 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 senior people, and we don't, we don't shake. Shaking is for babies. And you see some people like he's the one that we know, who like about coming as he was, I'm not saying he does it all the time, but he do, and he doesn't look at it as like, I want okay, Kimo. Ah, no, 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 please. You know, at Baba, I see you don't shake. I'm not saying that at times when health is involved and things like that, but when you're still able, 
and it is a, an issue of pride. It is an issue of pride. Now, we don't do all those kind of things. The Bible says, this man, as, as full of grace and power, his job was to wait at the table, giving people food. Yes, man, have you eaten today? See, he, he didn't even have the best job. There were women that were already fighting about food. The Bible says widows. So his department was dealing with widows. Women who were old. And they would say, no, why did you not give us food? That was his job. So it would be there saying, mommy, I'm okay. Let me help you carry it. That was his job. Yet, the Bible says he was doing great signs and wonders. He was doing great signs and wonders. So what I'm trying to say is that for him to be full of God's grace, humility was key in that journey. Humility was key in that journey. And the, this is the same man that was being stoned. You know, what I'm trying to say is that he was <laughs> when somebody is being stolen, somebody is shedding blood, yet with his power to do miracles, that did not deny the fact that he would go to challenges in his life. But what kept him was grace. Grace is what will make a man raise the dead. And yet, he's still struggling with headache at all. And you will not see him. It will not be different. Grace is what will make a man pray. And thousands of people will have testimonies. Yet, he is still struggling with his own. And he goes back to the throne of grace to say, God, I need more grace. So you have some men of God that you look like Babalukoya is the guy who has been doing children and dedication for years. Yet he didn't have one. It is grace that makes a man be able to stand and not say that ah, God, you are doing this through me to so many people. Why have you not done this for me? Then maybe maybe there's something wrong somewhere. There's nothing wrong. So this same man that the Bible says was doing mighty miracles was the one that was on the floor bleeding to death. And yet in the midst of his bleeding to death, he said, I see Jesus. How does that make sense? What, what, what was his life is grace. So what I'm trying to say as we go, as just Zechariah says, says to us, <coughs> he says, Bible says, he said to him, this continuous supply of oil <coughs> is the word of God to say to Babel. Say, it is neither by power nor by might or by my spirit. And the Bible says, what what are you, O great mountains of obstacles, before Zerubbabel? Who will rebuild the temple? 
you will become plain, insignificant, and it will bring out the capstone, the new temple, with a shout of grace, grace to it. So what the Bible is saying, as is going through obstacles to achieve what God has called him to do, as he go, as he's going through, he's going through challenges. The Bible says what he keeps shouting is grace. Grace, Lord. Grant me grace. Grace in this journey. Grace. Because obstacles will come. Even though God has said he will build the temple. The Bible says those obstacles will become insignificant. It will bring out the castles, the new temple. So he, would, he would eventually achieve it. But in his journey, with a loud shout of grace, grace. What I'm saying is that what this pictures for us is a man that was anointed by God to do great things. But obstacles began to stand in his way. And the Bible says as he's progressing in that journey, there's something he keeps shouting to God. Grace, grace to just you. You know, the, the song says, give me the grace to follow, abundant grace to follow, sufficient grace to follow. Your grace is sufficient for me. Last scripture I'm just going to look at is the Bible says, for the grace of, of, of God has appeared to all, of, uh, has appeared that offers salvation to everyone. What the grace of God does, it rescues man. But the Bible says it teaches us to say no to ungodliness. So people who say, ah, I, you know, I, I've said it here before. Somebody told me once, somebody said, ah, in our own denomination, we have the grace to do our duty. You know, and this is, these things happen because of lack of understanding of scriptures. The Bible says, grace teaches us to say no. So there are some things that you may be struggling with as a human being. The Bible says, the grace of God inside of you teaches you to say no. He said, you can say no to ungodliness, no to worldly passion, no to living self-controlled and to live a self-controlled life. So that means that the grace of what the grace of God does, it doesn't give me the approval to do what is wrong. The grace of God empowers me in spite of the challenges to keep doing what is right. That's why Paul said, you cannot continue in sin and say the grace you are bound. Grace is not a license to sin. Grace is actually the ability to walk away from sin. And that is the teaching that the devil has allowed to parade places. Somebody will say, ah. So what am I trying to say? Is that if I'm struggling with something, I say, God, give me grace. 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 I'm struggling with hunger. God, grace. Grace to move on. Grace to move on. You have given me grace. Grant me this grace to move on. Because grace is the ability to say no. 
or that transition will say it trains us to say no. So when a Christian says, uh, you know, this thing I cannot even control it. It's just that Christian has not learned that God has given them grace. And grace is not to say, ah, oh, your fellow told me I can do it. God is saying, no, you don't understand. Grace is not to cover up your sin. Grace is actually, yes, to forgive you of your sins, but to also empower you to say no. The last thing I'm just going to say is this, 17, as well. He said, my dear son, be strong in the grace that Jesus Christ has given you. Depend on that grace that Christ has given you. Be strong. Draw your strength from the grace of God. That no matter what comes my way, I will rely upon His grace. No matter the temptation around me, I'll rely on grace to say no. I'll rely on grace to say no. I'll rely on grace to say no. God has given everyone a measure of grace. No matter what it is, even as a church, as individuals, there is grace. There is grace. But what God says, come to the throne of grace. That you may obtain mercy and find grace for the time of God. Here's the rest Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.